Welcome, everybody, uh, to another episode of the Center Circle podcast. Uh, what are we at now, Keith? Episode 45? 45, yeah. So wow. Five, five more wow. to go to the little to the big, milestone. The half century. Yeah. yeah, all good, all good. Uh, in the studio today, you've got myself, John. Yeah, Daz in the building. Man like Keith. Good to be back in the, in the studio. Back in the stew. Back in the stew. Um, so, obviously, we've got this... Uh, it's winter break type vibes. Um, I actually like the way they've done it. So today we'll cover a couple of the games from this from this weekend and Newcastle uh, City match. Uh, we've got uh, a game that started at, at Pace, Man United versus Spurs. Um, we've got three other fixtures to cover. Uh, the, uh, the 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 much coveted African African Cup of Nations has started as well. Um, uh, and as always, there's a there's a couple of talking points that have been. Uh, Doing the rounds on uh, social media, uh, Trey Deeney's post-match analysis of one of his <laughs> players in particular, uh, and uh, you know Jaden Sancho uh, makes a return to home, as as he calls it. So yeah, uh, but starting with Newcastle City, um, I'm sure by the time everyone uh, listens to this, they will all have seen the highlights. But I didn't actually, I didn't actually see the game. Um, did I ever see the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Really, really good game. Enjoyable game. Good from a spectator point of view. Like if if you're either the managers from yeah. a neutral. From the neutral perspective, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a good, very good game. Um I saw I mean it's I was I was kind of watching it and, and I think Terrell's touched on this before, you know. You do something else, you look at the score, you're like, okay, all right, cool. One nil city. This is gonna go as you expect it to. Um Bernardo Silva, you know. The guy's just something else. Yeah. Uh, for those that haven't seen the goal, Kyle Walker crosses it in from the right. And um, Bernardo does, uh, I mean, a few players have done it. I, I, I like to call it the Carnu. I'm an I'm a, I'm a yeah, Arsenal yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does the Carnu. Ball's coming <laughs> to him and he, uh, he flicks it in uh, behind him into the far corner of the net with his weaker foot, if he has one. Even if he can't comment. Yeah, if he, if he has weaker. a weaker foot. Um, what I was quite impressed with was it was quite high. Like it, you know, normally they're quite low on the ground. Like he got, he had to jump up and do it. So yeah, and it was with a bit of force. Like, yeah. He, yeah, he didn't just trickle in. Like he, he, there was lots of intent. He got good purchase on it. Nah, he, he timed it perfectly. He yeah. Timed it perfectly. It was the timing. It was perfect. So at that point, it's like okay, well, you know, they're gonna march on. Then uh, Isak has something to say about that. Mr. Walker, what's going on? <laughs> to be fair, the ball from Bruno, yeah, was was really good. Like. It's one of those ones where you don't have to do much in it. Just run onto it and yeah, and do the finish. He's so Bruno. Sometimes I watch him and I think. I remember when he came. There was a little bit of consternation from other clubs fans, people mm-hmm. that maybe a little bit higher than than Newcastle. I know Arsenal fans had something to say. It wasn't that expensive. Why weren't we going for someone like that at the time? We were looking for a midfielder. A few other clubs. Because I look at him and I think, no, nah, you know, regular Champions League club or mm-hmm. bigger clubs gonna come come for you. And other times I look at him like. Nah, you are where you need to be. Like, what do you think? Do you think he's 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 a little bit underrated, or he just hasn't caught the form that's got people talking about him? No, I, I think he's really good. I th- I think he could play for a regular championship, champ, champion league team. Mm. I think it's about the levels, isn't it? Like he played in the midfield with Longstaff and Willock sometimes. Why do you always do this? What, what, no, but I think that? I think that plays. I think that plays into kind of you raising your your game and yeah, levels yeah. and. I think if he was in a, a team with an Odegaard and a Rice or a Partey, I think you would see a, 
a more consistent high level of him. Okay, fair I, I agree. I think he's a top player. I mean, but I think in Newcastle, I don't think he's playing his right position. Okay. I feel like he's playing a bit further back than what. So now he's getting involved in battles and doing all these mad tackles and stuff like that. But I feel like he's more. He will show more technique if you had if he had a Rodri to do the six, and then he could be more expansive. So I think yeah, I think Newcastle were not using him right at the moment. I think he can do what they ask him to do, mm. but I don't think that's his best. I don't think that that brings out his best attributes. Okay, okay. Mm. Do you think if he went somewhere else? Uh, he would actually play more as an eight. Or even if Newcastle made the right transfer yeah. moves, I yeah. think even in their team, I think he's got more to offer than the role <laughs> that they're giving him at the moment. Like, what's his name? Tonali? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But he, yeah. So he, he would have <laughs> might, might have given him more freedom or maybe they bought him to do to yeah. do more of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but Isak, man, like, again, he's another player. I remember when, when clubs were interested in him, uh, his club wanted a lot of money at the time, right? I, th- I think they mm. wanted 50, 60 million plus yeah. at the time. And his goal record wasn't great. But again, this way comes back to the stats thing, right? His goal record wasn't great, but people who had actually watched him play mm. said, look, there's a player there. For, you know, he was doing a, a lot and playing regularly first team at a very young age. Mm. You know, who paid the money. No one wanted to, but Newcastle could because they had the money. And now I think they're reaping the, the benefits of that. A little bit injury prone, but... Right, mm. I think... With Isaac, and we're sitting there as Liverpool and Arsenal supporters and talk about chances that strikers don't take. Mm. He's shown in recent weeks, so Saturday against Liverpool, um, just after Christmas, he doesn't need a lot of chances to score. In that Liverpool game, Newcastle weren't in the game. He had one chance, slotted it. Yesterday, one chance over the top, slotted it. And I think that's the difference of becoming a a top striker. Yeah. Having fewer, fewer chances but taking them rather than having to take five, one or five or six big chances. And again, he might be someone who might look on to if Newcastle don't become that club that everyone kind of expected them to be, mm. he might be someone that could that could clearly move on to a team that needs a, a finisher and you can see I, I, I would put him in that finisher bracket. No, I definitely see him moving on to a not just to Newcastle but I definitely see him move on to a what we would call a regularly elite club, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't, I'm not sure it will be here, personally. I could see like an Italian club coming in for him or a Spanish club coming in for him or a German club. But, but yeah, I could definitely see him moving on. I don't think Newcastle is where he lands. I'm not as high on him as, as you guys were yeah. saying. Um, I think his goal record is still a little bit questionable. Because if I look at his Newcastle career, mm. I believe Callum Wilson has scored more goals since he's been there since Isak's been there and Isak, I think he scored more goals than him. So, well, who's played more though? I think, I think if we do it at, I in think, terms of ratio to who's played, yeah, I think, I think their records are similar if Wilson's yeah. might, might be a little bit better. Mm. So with Isak, I think I still want a few more goals from him. I think he's doing well this season. Last season, I think he could have had a bit more. But as I say, he's a good player. He's a good, there's no, yeah, yeah. There's no question he's, he's quality. Yeah, I think mm. looking at his... So he scored... He scored 20 goals in 38 appearances for Newcastle. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's one in two. Yeah, it's mm. nothing, nothing yeah. to be sniffed at. That's one in two. Yeah. And I suppose maybe Wilson's is a, maybe because of he's got the penalties and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. obviously putting this a bit further up. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot mm. of games played in what? 18 months or 12 months? 
2022 he joined. So, so yeah. No, no he's had a lot yeah. of injuries. He's had yeah. a lot of injuries. Yeah, I thought he would have yeah, been more not, yeah, 38. Yeah, it's not a lot, is it? When did he sign? He signed in the summer last yeah, year. Yeah, it was the summer 2022. Yeah, because he scored at Anfield last season. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he made yeah, 10... That means Premier he missed half the games. He, he played <laughs> 10 Premier League... No, he made 22 Premier League appearances uh, last season. And he's made 16 this season. So that, that 38 is Prem appearances. Mm. Oh, okay. But he's made... In, he's got 24 goals in 50 appearances for him. Okay. Yeah, it's not, it's oh, not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. bad. One, One in two, two, that's all we yeah, can ask. Yeah. I mean, my strikers don't do that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just, just saying. So, yeah, he, he scores a beauty. He curls it into the far post. But at that point, uh, Ed, Ed, Edison had gone off injured. Do you know what happened? I saw it. It looked fairly knocked yes. off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, just ball over the top. Offside. Well offside. The flag stays down. They cross it in and there's a coming together between the goalkeeper, the defender and the striker. Mm. Yeah. So Longstaff actually yeah. scored in that, yeah. that moment of play but it was flagged offside. But it was a late flag. Mm. So if the flag had gone up early, mm. there would have been no injury because everyone would have stopped. But they say you've got a keep going in case he's but not offside. The officials can't win on that because yeah, if, they, if the flag yeah. goes up and they stop the game and then we find out, oh, he was actually onside and mm. we'll say, oh, you put the flag up for him. Yeah. And then if someone, yeah, if they oh. keep it down and someone gets injured, they say, oh, why did you put it up? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Damn, they do damn yeah. they don't. I think it was more Walker. Mm. Walker was the one who kind of impacted him a little bit more. Mm. But yeah, it was just an innocuous kind of coming together with three players. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm not trying to say that Edison would have saved it. Mm. But it's, it's just one of those things. Edison, but <laughs> yeah. it, look, he, 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 he's he's curled it around Walker into the side net. Fantastic finish, and then Gordon basically does the same thing. Can what? we can we talk about Walker? Yeah, go on. Because I've got him at fault for both those goals. I think he made it very easy for both of them. And I just yeah. feel they like didn't was... really do much, and yeah. he's given them an angle straight to the straight to the corner. Yeah, his form has really dropped. A bit too Obviously, much he's got other stuff going on as well off the pitch. Yep, yeah. I don't know if that's affecting him, but even <laughs> from uh, England's point of view, the right backs you got Walker in bad form. Trippier, we'll probably discuss later. I was at fault for the for the final goal. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, it's looking it's like Trent's the man, the idiot. That's what, that's Boy, what it's looking Wampasaka like. One might have his, find his phone's ringing soon, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he might find his phone's ringing right, soon. Know, but yeah, mm. no, I agree. Mm. There no, it doesn't seem to be there was enough pressure. So he, he just let them cut in and pick their spot. Yeah. Mm. Way too easy. And, I, and yeah, it, it, I don't think people would have been happy, would be happy with that. But yeah, two good finishes. Executed really well. You're at home. Mm. You're 2-1 up against, um, against City. And then Kevin De Bruyne comes on. <laughs> but can we talk before before KDB comes on? Newcastle stopped playing. Like I don't, and like I said this in a in a group chat, and everyone's like, "Well, Man City stopped them from playing." I was like, mm, "But both, even even yeah. so, you've got to show a bit of kind of guile in what you're doing." And even before KDB came on, it was just wave after wave after wave after attack, and Newcastle were just punting the ball. And there were times when it's like, wasn't even on the halfway line, so. You're punting it and mm. it's going straight to Ortega, who's now in goal, and he's on the edge of their, mm. the center, the the, the, um, the center circle in their half, and it's just like, I know you're playing City, I know it's going to be tough, but you've you've shown in the first half that you can get at them. Just it, yeah, the game plan just seemed diabolical, but KDB comes on, and I guess and I guess the the point being, even with all those waves, it still took. You know, effectively three moments of ingenuity, two from KDB and one from Oscar Bob to to 
to take advantage of all of that, right? You could argue, or in the end, they could have, but but they didn't. Um, and and what do you think about that? Is it is there a is there a naivety from fans when we look at someone like Eddie Howe and that team and say, "We're two one up at home," you know it's City. Don't fold. Try and get a third. Or do we just not understand that Man City are so good? You just got to try and ride out that result. To your point, Keith. I think Newcastle done as much as they could. I think Man City, for me, were way the better team. The fact that Newcastle was 2-1 up mm. was against the runner. Well, and it was two it was just moments two, of presence. It was just two moments of quality, but yeah. the actual game yeah. was more Man City. Yeah. They got a couple breakaways and happened to get two goals. Otherwise, I think Man City would win that game well easy. And Newcastle, if you look at what how they've been performing... You're not gonna expect much more than them than what they've done. I couldn't I couldn't really couldn't really fault yeah, them. I hear that. And like I know earlier in the season, Man City beat Bournemouth like five or six, one or mm. something like that. Early in the season. I can't remember that score. But I think looking at the second half yesterday, the first time this season, I thought, yeah, City are this is City that everyone knows. Mm. Like I've yeah, never, yeah, yeah. I've never, like I've said it here, innit? I've like mm. there's something about them that's not quite the same yeah. as, as previous. And yesterday was the first time I thought, yeah, I even like messaged someone in, in another group. I was like, mm. City going to score again. When it got to 2-2, yeah. I was like, they're going to get a winner. Because it was just one of those games. Mm. But, yeah, can we talk about KDB's first goal? Well, is, like, wait, wait, wait. But is before that, that, that... Is that the reason? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what you're talking about has a name. <laughs> because, because before... But to your point, I think, you know, let's keep it clear. It, it was 2-1 until the 74th minute. So it's not like mm. they got back into this game quickly or... So for your point about waves, etc. you know, Eddie Howe could argue, you know, it was... Yeah. It, it was a good... It was mm. a good defensive display. But other than that... Yeah. No, look, yeah. look I agree with you. From a specific mm. point of view, I agree with you. You know, what we've seen in the past mm. is the people that... You get away with it very once in a very while of see it off it. By defending, defending very well, you nick a nil nil or maybe a one nil. But the people that have ever got anything out of City are the ones that have genuinely mm. gone at them, gone at them, got some luck. <laughs> yeah. have attacked them, but you know, try and solidify because then for all of your not doing that, you've lost anyway. Mm. You've lost anyway, yeah. right? So but one thing I will give Eddie a bit of a mm. lie on is that he had nothing really on the bench. Yeah, as that's well. what I was coming. Yeah, to so yeah. if he had options, then I could maybe. Look at him a bit more because I'm I'm not his biggest fan, and you don't know, but <laughs> I don't know what more he could have done to get a result. Because you've like, got, you got to think about it. He's got. Yeah. Hall, they, I know Hall came on. Yeah. And uh, the rest of them are unknown. So you want to know, yeah. the, rest, you know the, the rest <laughs> of his bench? Uh, Paul Dummett, uh, Jamal Sells, Matt Ritchie, Emil Craft, I don't know who that is, Loris Carrius, your guy, <laughs> uh, Mark Gillespie. Is that Keith Gillespie's son? Um, Alex Murphy and Ben Parkinson. So yeah. But to be fair, other than the last three you mentioned, the previous four or five were a, pro, a, a proven Premiership players. Nah, like, I know they're not the they're best. Not, nah. What's Matt Ritchie <laughs> proven to you in the Premiership? <laughs> he, he was like a regular ball player. I'm joking. I know when we say, "Oh, it's a poor bench," we normally say it's because you've got a lot of youth on there, but. They're, no, no. And they're, they're not, I'm not saying they're the elite of they're the Prem players. What, what are any of them players going to come on and do against City? All right, I was going to say, mm. it's a poor bench when, he, when who am I swapping you for? So I'll take mm. off Anthony Gordon and put on Matt Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a delta there. Yeah. Yeah? And you've got to think, he's already got an 18-year-old playing in midfield yeah, and that right, against, yeah. against Rodri and all them, man. Yeah, uh, no, Joel Lewis yeah. out for like six weeks. Mm, yeah. So. so yes, the goal. 
Like, how he just says, yeah, right there. And, my, you know, I hadn't seen the game yet. So my friend mm-hmm. explained to me perfectly and he said, the way it looked like it was like, KDB's been playing football for so long and he's so clever. He said, if I just roll the ball over there, keeper's not getting it in time. Yeah. The only that was he it. could have done it. Yeah. And like, he scored. I was like, oh, I took a goal. But then, maybe like five or ten seconds later, I was like, nah, 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 nah. He passed the ball into the net from 20 yards. And he's done it a couple of times like, before. Mm, done it before. It was, you know, normally from 20 yards, it's normally like slapped in, mm. fizzed. Yeah. He just went, just gracefully just passed yeah. it into the net. And I was like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't stop that, innit? And like, Isaac has said, KDB is going to come back on smoke. And I was like, oh, maybe not. You're getting a bit older. Oh, he's been out for five months. And he, he shut me up, man. Like, that cameo was, was brilliant. <laughs> it was poor defending, though. It was poor defending. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they were back top. Yeah, and, and the guy that actually did come out, he went through his legs, yeah. but he didn't even... He sort of turned his back a little yeah. bit. Yeah, which you're not supposed to do. And, mm. and those are the small details, right? Yeah. And then Oscar Bob comes on, late 80s, you know, I think 86 minute or 87 minute. And again, we've talked about him before. And, and I think the, when we talk about these elite coaches, you know, talk about the peps and these guys, they don't bring on youth and that. But in my mind, they have to be there for some time. Mm. The people that cycle through from the previous academy, the previous generation, that when when that coach wasn't in control or whatever, mm. yes, if there are some there that are good enough, you might pluck one or two of them, Phil Foden, uh, Rico Lewis, whatever. But otherwise, you kind of almost got to let his philosophy wash through mm. the cycle of that. So for him to put on, it's 2-2, and Pep's not a guy that plays for a draw. Mm. So for him to be putting on Oscar Bob at that time, he's telling us, no, I've got faith in this guy that this guy can affect this game mm-hmm. in the next, you know, three minutes plus injury time. I feel that's a massive statement of support for the kid. Yeah, it is. You know, and he, and he was proven right. Mm. And also, like, if you go back to Bob's finish, I don't know if you heard Pep's comments after the game, yeah. but he was like, in the final third with us, it's not tactics, it's personnel. Mm. So he's saying, like, I do what I've, I I do what I do in the oh, back third and the middle third. Mm. In the final third, you've mm. got to have yeah. it's like it's up to the players that you've got out there to be mm. the determining factor in it. And that's what it was like the, the ball to the Bob from KDB. Like when you see the still of when KDB passes it to where Bob was, where Trippier, Trippier was. Mm. You're like, there's no way this should end on a goal. But <laughs> it was a perfect pass. I, mm. I do think Trippier was on his heels a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think Dubravka could have done a bit better. He came out with his feet rather than his hands. Mate, so, his injury time. Pen- he's just seen penalty. Yeah. Yeah, Dubravka's so, just seen yeah, penalty. So, you, yeah. you know, if he sneezes on Bob, <laughs> hold it. He's but getting done. Bob's feet were like, yeah, tremendous, man. Yeah, three yeah. T- three touches. Yeah, it was perfect. Because yeah. I, I was thinking penalty with Trippier because Trippier has tried to get the ball, but Bob's controlled it and stayed up as well. He could have went over Trippier and he's shown that he wants to go and, and then the finish was fantastic. Yeah. And I spoke to, you know, spoke to Kevin De Bruyne said afterwards. And of course, everyone's talking about the pass, the pass. And Kevin De Bruyne was like, well, nah, it's his run. Mm. The run is fantastic. If it doesn't mean that run, I can't make the pass. And, and the touch as well. Yeah, the yeah. touch to bring it down. Yeah. And he was and, and not go over and get the goal. There's certain other strikers we won't mention that probably would have went over. <laughs> yeah. For a pen, but, no, it's true. And, <laughs> and, and he uh, you know, he, he was at pains to make sure that everyone understood. Yeah, the pass was 
Mm-hmm. He's very humble, KDB. I'll yeah. say that. You know, yeah. he's a humble KDB guy. KDB was quite good, actually. Yeah. But he, um, but he was like, no, no, no. To be at that age, to come in at that time, mm-hmm. and to execute, to do the run and then execute what you need to do to score at that time is, is fantastic. So, look, man, I'm always wary of hyping up Utes before, but there's a certain, he's got a certain level of quality, man. That, mm-hmm. that Oscar Bob, that, he's got a certain level of quality. And if he doesn't show at Man City, we will see him showing it uh, at a top level, I think. Because he's... I.e. Carl Palmer, that sort of... Exactly, know. exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so on that, I was, after Palmer scored on the weekend, I was thinking, if City didn't have Alvarez, mm-hmm. could Palmer do his role as effectively as Alvarez is doing? 100%. Especially in that team. Yeah, I don't think I'd like... Mm. I know why they brought him because like there's a lot of hype around Alvarez. Like I know Man United was sniffing mm. around, etc. But just kind of looking at what he does in the team, like he's good and functional, mm. but he's not like a standout in that City team. And I was thinking, if you if you swapped him for Palmer tomorrow, I don't think you would see a major drop off or anything. But that's now, right? So I guess when they bought Alvarez mm. and where yeah, Palmer yeah. was in the development, then Alvarez was probably more first team ready than Palmer. Yeah, he had I been playing so. men's yeah. football. Uh, I think in Argentina <laughs> he was playing. Um, so. You know, you could argue this preseason that makes a call and, you know, is the most senior player. But, but in, in some ways as well, I kind of like that you could you could say it's a privilege that they have. But I like the fact that Pep's like, if you want to go, go. Like, you know, or actually, you know what? We don't need you. Go play football somewhere else. Because Palmer said he wasn't in his plans to leave. But at the same time, we don't need you, man. We're good. But now the Silver's mm. here. Alvarez is here. And if I've made a mistake and I've yeah, actually gone to be better than Alvarez, that's yeah. fine. And yeah. if you know you've got someone like Bob <laughs> who can fill in one of those gaps. Mm. Yeah. Doku's here, we'll sense. adapt the team, yeah, yeah, we'll swap yeah. it around. Mm. Right. So so yeah, I think um I think it would be, it would have been interesting to see Carl Palmer. And it, there might also be a point of balance as well, because he's got silver left footed. He's got mm. Grealish. Uh no Grealish is not left footed. But he 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 might look at the balance of the team and be like, how often are you going to play to satisfy your... Because you're not going to play against Phil, ahead of Phil Foden. You're, you're rarely going to play against ahead of Bernardo Silva. So I'm doing you a favour. Palmer might look back um, and, and realise that. Now he's playing every week for Chelsea. They're not in a great shape. But even when Chelsea are in great shape, Cole Palmer will be playing every week. Yeah. Cole Palmer. Yeah. As an individual, he's in better shape. He's in a lot better shape because now he's getting in the England squad. People are talking about him. So even though Chelsea ain't doing as great. And he's back in London. So I'm sure he's enjoying Paris. <laughs> um, so we spent a lot of time talking about City or not, the city that they were, blah, blah, blah. Should Liverpool be worried? They should, but I think there were signs that. If you get out of City, you score goals. Like, I've, I I don't know the exact data, but I'm sure they've conceded more goals uh, this season than they had at the same point last season and maybe the season before that. Like, they, they're shipping a lot of goals this season. So, as I said, I still... Like, KDB will make a difference now that he's back, but I still think there's a bit of fragility defensively. Like, even um, Vardio, like, they paid 70 million for him. And he's kind of gone under the radar in Poor. terms of, Poor. like, people are talking about worst signings of the season. Mm. He, he's got to be up there. Like, he's shown, granted he's played yeah. left-back majority of the time. Why would you buy, why would you buy him but, as a centre-back and play, um, left-back for the whole season? They've never had a left-back. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then they've got Ake who can play left-back and he plays inside of him, um, in yeah. centre-back. 
Yeah, I think that they got to shine a light on him <laughs> at mm. some point. Like, he uh, might come good back end of the season. I was going to say, know. man, I always give but, people a bit of grace because yeah. even Diaz wasn't great when he first came. Mm. I always give people a little bit of grace, especially played in that team. I think <laughs> you play for Pep, you got two problems. You got to get used to the place of the Prem and you, you got to digest what he wants you to do, where he wants you to do it, how he wants you to do it, the zones, all of that. Like you hear players talk over the years many, many times about, mm. you know, Pep's very specific about what he wants, all of that stuff. Um, so where's um Akanji? Is he is he injured? I'm not seeing him for a while. Yeah, yeah, he's, he wasn't even mm. on the bench. He wasn't even on the bench. So yeah, I think I think he's out injured. I think he's out injured. I think with City, what's the gap now? Two points to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So we played at, at present. We played the same amount of games. And it's two points. <laughs> the thing is, is for yeah. <laughs> you probably want to be a little bit head, yeah. more ahead of him at this point. The thing is, when back. you get yeah, yeah, when you get KDB and Harlem back together. I think it's, that's when that's when it's a different it's a different story. And my question about Liverpool being worried is less about Liverpool being able to beat them. It's more about all the other teams that you kind of basically need to yeah. slow City down. Mm. You know, if they're even if City are only seventy percent of last season City, they're beating most teams. Yeah, they're beating the majority of the league. Beating, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think now it's a matter of you guys not slipping up. It's yeah. entirely a matter of you guys not slipping up at all. Um. But saying that, you know, Villa on the same points as City, but you know, we're, we're thinking forward, forward mm. trajectory now. Forward trajectory. So, yeah. Um, cool. Moving on to uh, people have slightly different worries in the, in the Premier League. <laughs> Manchester United Spurs. Um, game ended 2-2. Did you guys see any of this? I watched most of the first and early bits of the second half. Did you guys see any of this? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I caught most of it until... Um, the last 10 minutes I listened to it on the radio on the way here give me your thoughts I have a... <laughs> it was it was just topsy-turvy innit mm-hmm. like it was it was very fast-paced back and forth and two words I would use is decision making and most of that applies to Marcus Rashford yeah, yeah, yeah. like United had so many kind of quick breaks and this isn't a new thing I think mm. this is something that's happened quite a lot over the, over the mm. season like there was a, a Appeared today in the in the first half where he was he was played in, and instead of like taking a shot on his left foot, he tried to cut back in. I was like, just just shoot, like pull the trigger, and like you just noticed that over the last kind of few weeks where he just gets into the final third, it's like you can see the cogs working. What should, what shall I do? Just the last I few weeks. <laughs> I think he's been like that for a long time. Yeah. Didn't he get a goal and assist today? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good goal and assist. So that goal that and assist. That was an excellent goal. It, it, no, it was, it was, it was, it was a good yeah. goal, but that goal and assist is very re- reminiscent of when uh, Bruno Fernandes was was scoring lots of goals for United, but not having an effect on the yeah. on, on the game. Stat pad too. Yeah, like I think you've got a nowadays you've got to look at it in, in its totality, in it. Like you can pop up with a goal, but what's your general impact in on the mm. team over a period? I think I don't think Rashford has been. That great, and I no, think. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, before you go, I, I think it's worth always. You know, when we're comparing players like Marcus, Marcus Rashford and that, we're comparing them to their standard, mm. to yeah. the level of game they've shown they can be. Not even what we expect it to be. The level mm. they've shown they can be, and kind of what it needs to be for Man United. So that's that's when that's why I asked if, if Man, I watched the game because I know one goal, one assist will look like it, mm. it, you know it was a fantastic game, but actually. You know, Tottenham, Tottenham were the better team in the first half. They controlled the yeah. game. Oh. They are gone. 
I thought they were a better team the whole game, mm. to be fair. I think if they had their strikers, if they had Son there, Madison, I think Tottenham win that game yeah. easily. Mm. They had the ball, but they weren't mm. penetrative. Yeah. Them, <laughs> I think used to about decision making, I think that applies to their forward line as well. Like people like Brennan Johnson and stuff like that. Oh, waste, yeah. they're quite wasteful. But, um, I, yeah. think, I think Johnson will come good. Maybe the price tag might be weighing on him a little bit. Um, Werner was okay. Like, I know he got an assist, but he was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it will take him a while to kind of get... But forward line, they're pacey, innit? Like, Richarlison's no slouch. Johnson's fast. Werner's yeah. fast. If they can make that work in the absence of Son and, and Madison... And even when they come back, he's trying to intertwine those kind of front five. It's not. It's not a bad front five for the for the Premiership. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it could work. Yeah, Kuliseski as well. Yeah, he's as been well, in yeah. Good form. He, yeah, he didn't play today. Yeah, and uh, I think to your point about being a bit sluggish up front, I think yeah, there were just certain there was a certain moves when he got to the final third. I was like, quicker, what you know? And that's mm. where Madison, Son, Kuliseski, they just they just yeah, had that that that's yeah. part. But in saying that, they did cause problems, and even that. Point we we're talking about where there was, um, you know, he could have taken a left foot shot and he's cut in. Literally, the ball went to the other end. Timo Werner's got the same thing, and he mm. he, he hits the shot. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, his brain's in a totally different place. Like, yeah, he doesn't hit target or cause the keeper problems, mm. but he, he just executes what you're supposed to do in that mm. kind of situation yeah. or what what it presents you. So I think you can see all the injuries they've got. I think Tottenham took the game to them well. You can see players doing things slightly differently, or maybe not doing things that they would we would, they would be in positions we would ordinarily see them. So the run back um, uh, Bentacor's making for that goal. Bruv, that's normally someone else mm, making yeah. that run and he does well. He finishes well. I have to talk about a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. yeah. Like, ah, it was, it was what, lots what, of power. What, what did he do? Yeah, he just stood yeah. there. Was, yeah, there was a power behind it but he was like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen taller keepers get beaten from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, We've seen taller keepers get beaten from there. Um, and, and I just think the whole kind of counter-attacking uh, approach they did today was good, but from a Man United point of view, but if you're going to do that, when you get these positions, mm. you got you, you got to execute. Poor goal to concede from the header, a Richarlison goal. Yeah. Shocking yeah. defending. Um, and I don't think it was particularly great defending for that goal. So I think I think Spurs, whilst they played better, they've come away from a traffic with a point from a, you know, either injury or or uh, international tournament rather squad. They, they could be happy with that result. Spurs, I mean, Man United, you're 2-1 up at some point. Um, and the goal uh, was so early in the second half, innit? Like, you come out... 46 minutes. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, hold, yeah. hold your stall, innit? Like, so, first five minutes. From so, a Spurs point of view, though, a lot of people sort of, the sort of things that they should, they're happy with the point, they should be happy with the point. I'm not sure. I think Spurs should have won that game. I think, like, if they put, they had complete control of the midfield. That's what surprised me is that they had a lot of control of that game. Wait, wait. Spurs having control of the midfield surprised you? At Old Trafford. At this point, Old Trafford. Old Trafford. I'm not expecting Spurs to go to Old Trafford and control. Especially with with their main midfielders were missing as well. Basuma and Star and Afcon. Yeah, so super. it's their sub midfielders. It's Heiberg. I'm, no, I'm not expecting Heiberg to run the game at Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, Skip. yeah like, Skip was good nah, though. Skip, my, was, Skip was good today. Uh, I was like, wow. My United mm. at Old Trafford is not where it used to be. We've seen it all season. So no, mm. I wasn't expecting Tottenham to run it, but I'm not surprised that they did. Mm. Um, but to your point, they didn't make that many clear-cut chances. They weren't that penetrative. So yes, they had a lot of the ball, 
But if you look at the chances that they actually made, mm. and they weren't that great. I don't think they were that great in the final first. I think they controlled yeah. a lot of the game. Yeah. yeah. But the final that's third, they didn't. Mm. If they were as good in the final third as they were in the midfield, then maybe, mm. maybe we could say that. So, you know, and, you know, and that doesn't sound like the kind of manager that would outwardly say he's happy with a draw. Mm. If you take all that into account with the squad you've taken there, yeah. he, he, he couldn't even fill the bench. He had one less player on the bench. They that was um, Pulisic because he went home sick. He was meant to be there. So, yeah, so, yeah uh, normally you'd have that extra player there. Yeah. In case you would normally. And, yeah. and, you, and you look mm. at who he had on the, on the on the bench. So, I think, you know, when he, who can he chase a game with? You know, he had Brandon Austin. He had four youngsters on the bench and then mm. and a goalkeeper. So, he really, really had three senior players that could come yeah, and influence right. the game. And one of them with the new And two of them were defenders. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, I think he would be, he, he would lament the fact that they didn't yeah. create more, but, you know, um, but one thing we haven't touched on is is Hoyland, and his finish and his his yeah his finish was really good. And what what I saw today, he looked less like the focal point of the mm, attack. Yeah. He was more he was more kind of joined up. Where mm. I think over the last few weeks, it's kind of been like get the ball to Rashford or Garnacho, yeah, and then feed Hoyland, where he was kind of like not as high up as what he normally is. Mm. Just more of an interlinked play with, yeah. with those three, mm. which might be a bit more beneficial to him because it might take a bit of pressure off him to be like the goal scorer. Mm. And like I say, his um, assist for Rashford, who'd like, I, I thought, I'm not sure if Rashford entirely meant to pass it to him to, nah, get, it looked, it looked like it was meant to, to get it back, but he done well to nip in front of the defender. Yeah. To no, it looked like it was, it was one, two. one, two, was one two. But yeah, then yeah. just didn't work in it and, yeah. he, and he got lucky. And yeah. then, yeah, I mean, the finish was fantastic. That, that Rashford finish is That's something we haven't seen for a while. while. <laughs> yeah. For a while. It was a really good, really good finish. So the positive, I guess, for Man United is you didn't lose. And both your strikers have got on the on the on the score sheet today. Yeah. Both got assists. Um and their confidence can kind of build from there. But they, they got so much to sort. I mean Did you um do you hear what Sir Jim said about Carrington? No. <laughs> so no? <laughs> obviously he'd been over like the last couple of yeah. weeks and he was there today. Um, so he was like, oh, what do you think of Carrington? And he went, it would not be appropriate for me to answer. Wow. So really? It must be bad. Is that bad? <laughs> the thing must, is, I saw, um, I saw a video of a, like a Man United fan, I saw a video on YouTube, he won a competition to go to the training ground. Mm. He's gone there to meet Bruno. Bro, I'll be honest. When, when they showed that training ground, I said, is this the training ground that they're not this in? It might not be like London Colney or, mm. or Spurs' new ground or what, no? The training ground. But that training ground, is not decrepit, bro. It's, ma- it's massive. It yeah. looks but I think modern- it. modern-ish. Yeah. So when they built it, that was probably the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not an excuse, bro. I'm yeah. not even- but I think they're doing it in comparison. So like, Arsenal's trading ground is relatively new. Tottenham. Yeah. Liverpool. It's like all the new stadiums are better than the old <laughs> ones. Yeah, I don't like, if Man United, they should be at the front forefront, they should everything. be. Yeah, they should be leaders. Well, it depends. Such yeah. things go in cycles, right? Yeah. How old is Emirates now? Twenty years. Yeah. Well, yeah. eighteen years. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what? That's going to be an old. What? Mm. It doesn't work like that. And I, I, I just think that was one of the e was an easy cheap thing mm. to throw out there because they had they were one of the first clubs to build like a yeah, proper a new a modern super yeah. training ground. Yeah, yeah, that was mad mm. at the time. So that that's not that's that's not an excuse. You hear stories these footballers say. Wakeen <laughs> said that when he went to Celtic for training, oh, he used yeah. to change at the That's stadium, hilarious. get in a car, go to training, finish training, get back in the car, go back to the 
stadium to. Yeah, to he said that they, were, that. they were driving in their boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't believe it. Yeah, you couldn't believe it. Yeah, like if you're saying to me, okay, technology and all that stuff in there is now becoming a hindrance to elite performance. Yeah, fine, but. Look, I, I'm not an expert, but trust me, that doesn't look like a place that hinders mm. elite performance. It's good enough. It's, it's all right, mate. Like, yeah, I, like, I just found him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that there is the danger. You know, you're going to come in and start focusing on the things that actually, in mm. reality, don't matter. Yeah. yeah, you can work on that in the background, innit? Like, it's yeah. not a forefront thing. If you bought better there. players, that training gun wouldn't matter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Mm. So, you know, forget all about that. Anyway... Um, three other scores to to talk about in the Premiership on the weekend. Um, Everton had a goalless draw with Villa at home. Um, VAR ruling out a goal there um, for Villa. Was it Villa? Yeah, for Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah for Villa. Um, like Bailey was aside, but apparently I'm not was it sure. Bailey or, or Doug Suiz? <coughs> no, it was Bailey. Bailey. But um, Dan Juma was on the floor and his boot was behind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I I didn't see it. But apparently they took ages to show the lines or ages, something like that. It took ages. Like three minutes ages, or something like that. Ages. I was watching yeah. that in the game at the same time. It took absolutely ages. And then obviously Anjuma was protesting because he felt like he got fouled. He got let off. He no, actually... I thought it was a foul though. The thing is, I was, I was watching it, but I never had no, um, no comps. I didn't yeah. hear what they were saying. Mm. But I thought that the guy was holding him, holding him back from running up to be to pay yeah. offside. It's one of them ones that's where on a replay you might give it, but... In that sequence of play, I'm not mm. even sure VAR would have given that. Okay. I'm not sure VAR would have said, oh, because of that foul, mm. the goal shouldn't stand. So the fact that it was, it was given off offside in the end, no? Yeah, I think it was given yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. offside. Yeah, he got lucky. Yeah. Like, he, the, the, um, <laughs> they got lucky. That goal mm. should have stood, but I don't mind. It's a draw. It's, yeah. you know, they, were getting, they were getting a bit carried away with themselves. <laughs> Chelsea won, Fulham nil. Cole Palmer, penalty. Mm. Uh, pretty good penalty as well. Um, Raheem Sterling won the penalty. I, I, I feel, yeah, Sterling is going to start getting a bit of a rep because he, he, he went down. Yeah, yeah. It was a pen, don't get me wrong. Mm. But I look at him and I'm like, are you going to be the new Zaha? Ref's going to stop giving you the benefit of the doubt soon. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Burnley won, Luton won. Um, coming to his curse, Pete came in the group <laughs> saying Burnley have been terrible and then they scored him in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they were terrible. They didn't they did play well, to be fair. Mm. Um, but the equaliser, so in real time, I was watching it and I thought soft, but yeah. they're gonna they're gonna disallow the goal mm. just because normally if you if you hit a mm. hit a goalkeeper in any kind of walk of life, they normally get the, the benefit of the doubt. Um but yeah, like and even when they even when Morris scored, he looked around and was mm. like, rah, is he is he given that? What happened for the people that didn't so, so basically the ball the ball was crossed in. Mm. Trafford, who had quite a good game, um, actually, he's come out to claim it. He hasn't he hasn't jumped yet, but um, Adebayo has just kind of lent into him. So he's not really looking at the ball, kind of lent into Trafford, and Trafford's gone down. It's gone over both of them, and Morris has had like a free header into an empty net. So Adebayo's looked at the ref, Morris has looked at the ref, and they've like, oh, yeah, it scored. Like, and they've kind of done like mm. muted celebrations kind of expect it to be ruled out. He referee hasn't ruled it out. And then it's gone to VAR. And then when it goes to mm. VAR, you think VAR are not going to allow this. Mm. Like if you go back to Allison and I think it was, was it Rodri in the Man City game when his arm got kind of brushed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It mm. could have gone either way. Mm. 
Yeah, I thought I just thought nine times out of ten, they they never. But is that one of the ones football. where those of us when we played football who were not goalkeepers? This is that the ones? These are the ones we've been wishing for for a long time, where they stopped overprotecting goalkeepers. Or do you think it generally was a foul? Because I'm not seeing it. It was a soft foul. I can understand why they haven't given it. Yeah, by expecting them not to give it. Oh, so you expected good. them to give it or not to give it? I expected them not to give it. Like oh. I thought they were going to rule it out. Oh, but, not to give yeah, the goal. Yeah, 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 yeah not okay, to give fine. the goal. Yeah. I heard about it. I didn't watch it live. I mm. heard about it. So I went and took a look. When I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> actually believe that they didn't give that. That's 100 times out of 100. I think that's a foul. Because as you say, he, did, he wasn't even going for the ball. He's just stepped into the goalkeeper's path. Yeah. He's not even looking to challenge for the ball or anything. He's, the goalie's gone down. We all say, oh, it's a bit soft when the goalie when the goalies get touched. But that's a foul every day of the week. I'm, yeah, I was yeah. I was shocked that they 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 let that stand. Yeah, but and it comes back to like company. Like he was earlier in the season. He's like, oh yeah, referee's got a hard decision to make when it comes to VAR, etc. And then I said it like we, I don't want to go back to keep going back to Liverpool point, but like mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to happen to everyone. This is the time to rally round. Whether it's happened to you yet or not, it's going to happen. You're going to be up in arms with VAR and he was apoplectic like he he was just like in his post-match interview he mm. was just like I, I don't know what to say like this is this is ridiculous rare 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 defenders stopped even his defenders about two or three of them didn't yeah. even go for the ball yeah. they stopped as well that's why Morris had a free header because a couple of defenders stopped playing played to the whistle yeah, yeah. True. but I think everyone would have thought they're not giving that as a goal and, and they mm. did so. no, I need to see this now because we're going to have this convo one day, Daz. I need to get your view, yeah, on this overprotection of keepers point. Because it's one of those things that for the rest of the eternity of football, mm. <laughs> outfield players are always going to feel like keepers are overprotected. Yeah. And we've got ourselves in this position where we all know what's a foul on a keeper, whether think mm. it's right or wrong. So then, to your point, defenders have a certain level they expect. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, we're, we're gonna have to chat about it on it because I, yeah. I think it's too much. Yeah, I think the issue that you can't jump with a goalkeeper needs to be. Yeah, I've addressed. got the bodies. My arms are, because if you're hands. jumping with another outfall player, it's just you're jumping with another outfall player. Yeah, and you jump with a goalkeeper, they've got an advantage because they can actually catch it. Mm. So if they can't catch it and take a bump, that shouldn't you shouldn't really be penalizing mm. the attacker for that. Like it's. Like, I, I used to play in goal, innit? Like, I'd, I'd put my hand up. I'm like, Riff, like, Riff, touch my arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and on. I don't know why, and it's almost like, uh, why can't they be challenged using their advantage? So it's almost like the way the rules are now is, if you interfere with the goalkeeper using their advantage, you know, going to catch the ball or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a foul. But it's like, no, it's, it's an advantage. I'm trying yeah. to even the score. I'm trying to even yeah, that's the team. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, one for another day. One for another day. Yeah, um, but that could be crucial in the relegation battle come in. Well, I was about to come or, to the table. Or yeah. they just go, they both just go down. <laughs> it don't make a difference. <laughs> well, <laughs> so with the table as it stands, and, and like I said, we've got this like um winter break where half of the half of this round's fixtures are played this weekend, and then the other half are played next weekend. So half of the teams can, you know, go and do the warm weather training or as uh, go to a certain restaurant and yeah, yeah, yeah. your manager <laughs> you can go eat to food, a... aren't you? You're not gonna go hungry. Well, yeah, yeah. Your manager can go to a certain restaurant and be uh, beef 
fed steak in a particular manner. Um, <laughs> or, or your defender can go and uh, rub shoulders uh, at, at fashion shows. Uh, and then next week, the, the other teams can, can, can have their turn. But as it stands today, um, bottom three is Luton, Burnley and Sheffield United. Sheffield United have gone. I mean, they've got nine points from 20 games. Three points behind Burnley and uh, there's seven points behind Luton. Um, Everton are one point outside of the relegation zone and they've played one more game than Luton. I have this feeling that they were pulling away from the relegation yeah. zone, but the table is not telling me that. Um, Brentford are in the one mix. place above them, yeah. two points, but they've got two games in hand. They're the ones to watch. Brentford, Brentford yeah. Because they've been in really poor form, but they're just about to get Tony back, so mm. maybe that will make a difference but for them. But they haven't got Wither or Embremo. Mm. So, um, yeah, let's see what mm. happens. And then looking to the top, Liverpool leading, Man City second, uh, Villa third. Villa has played one more game than Liverpool, City and Arsenal on 43 points. Then you've got Arsenal in fourth place on 40 points, level on points with Tottenham after today's draw. And then West Ham sixth, Man United seventh. What I found was quite interesting is that Chelsea were above Man United before Man United kicked off today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Which I found quite surprising. Well, they've got... They've, yeah, they're one point behind. So, yeah. And, and you can imagine the, the fan narrative, right? If we end this season and Chelsea finish above Manchester United, I mean, social media, the fan, the fan banner is going to be explosive. Chelsea should not be <laughs> finishing above... Hold on. For Man me, United. the story is where Newcastle are. That's the big story for me. I think that's well low. They're behind Chelsea and Man United. Yeah, but on the form they've had, I mean, they've lost yeah. 10 games. That's yeah. bad, though. You're big, that's got a check, lot. You came, what, fourth last year? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Now you've lost what did I say? What did I say? But like, well, like I said, they got their seasons wrong. The season they're having <laughs> now, they should have had last year. Because if they finished 10th last season, everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, no, right. Eddie would have got fired. And then they should have been pushing for Champions League. I think Yeah, he would have got sacked. I'm, I'm with John. Yeah. I think he would have got sacked. Nah, gone. I don't think he would have. No, I think so. Eddie's gone. Mm. After you bought eat all that money, he sacked. Finished 10th. He would have been out of there. No, I, I think, think he's gone this year if he finishes 10th. Yeah, I agree. Oh, mm. yeah. I, I think he's gone regardless. Like, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, I'll say, in the last episode, like, I think he's shown now. He can't compete when everyone's at their best. Last year, everyone wasn't at their best. Well, hold on. But you contradict yourself a little bit because it, it, the players he's got, you said to us earlier, man, I play with Longstaff and Co. So he could argue, well, when this squad gets to a certain shape with certain level of play, average level in it, then judge me. But, it, that, but yeah. do you want him to be the guy to. Because if you look at his signings, they haven't been outside. Like, Is- Isak's been good. Yeah. Uh, Bruno's been good. Trippier's worked out. Botman. With Botman, his signing? Botman, yeah. yeah Botman, okay, Botman, right, I'll give you what, but like, I'm going to go back to the guy, Dan Burns. You're signing Dan Burns. Oh, bro, what is he with you, Dan Burns? Yeah. Like, he's not a good and, player, and man. And Chris Wood. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris Wood. Yeah. No, but Chris Wood went quickly, man. That, that, yeah, that was... but he got him in. That's, yeah, like, yeah. that's, that's saying, Gordon. Like, okay, I'll give you Gordon, yeah. But that's five players you've said that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he's the guy. He's introduced um, Lewis Miley to the team. That's I don't think, well. Yeah, but his hand was forced. But we, he, we he signed Tenali. Yes, yeah, so, that's, that's a bad one, though. No, no, no. no but, and also, but, I don't but, think... But that's not, it's not also, his job to do that due diligence. And, okay, yeah, yeah. To be fair. Well, I don't think they're all his signings based on oh, yeah, signings yeah, he's made. Yeah. Like, at Bournemouth, etc. Mm. 
And I just don't think he's the manager to kind of take you to the, the next elite level, yeah. when the rest of the Premier League are performing at their at their. Best. I agree with you. I I'm, think it'll be this season where they'd be like, thank you, but it's time for us to And there's get, certain clubs that guy. ain't performing. You've got the Chelsea's and Man United that still ain't performing yeah. and you're behind yeah. them. Mm. And mm. he's done well. Like, he will go and get another Premier League job. Like, because... Even though he spent money, mm. he he's done well with what's what's around him, and so two yeah. things there for me. Then I agree with you. I I've said it many times on this show, like on this project, you don't go from where you know wherever you fall into back mm. to your greatest heights with one or even two managers. A lot of clubs it takes them three or more, right? So, but I was just I was just put in there because obviously you know you made mention to the the squad is weakest in area, so he could argue well FFP is hindered me da 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 da. Mm. da. And then secondly, where else is he going to go? If he goes anywhere else, I think it's a step down in terms of situation. And the reason why I say that is he's not getting a, a job with any of the clubs that have big money to spend. He's not going to Man United. No, no, he's not no. going to Liverpool. He's not going to Arsenal. He's not going to City. You know, he's not going to, to, to Spurs. So he would love to leave, leave Newcastle now because he's going back to yeah, you know, a project getting... type job. He's like, going back to like Brentford or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, somewhere where he's got to work with players yeah. and up. So, if you know, he, I think he needs to leave. It sounds obvious, but he needs to leave uh, Newcastle in a bit of a in a bit of a Mark Hughes way, as in, done. I've done well, whatever. Mm. But you were leaving anyway because you're not that guy. Not actually. Cheers, mate. You did all right, but now you show me your true level. You're ten for eleven. See you later. Just what I mean. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. If Newcastle came fifth this season or something, and then they did it, they mm-hmm. they did a Mark Hughes to him. I said, "All right, cool." But this guy's a real yeah. big cheese. Yeah. Then I think he lands somewhere where okay, fine. You yeah, know, maybe been a bit consistent. Yeah, and maybe that, he goes yeah. abroad because again, even of the next emerging teams, I don't see where he goes. Yeah. But Villa, we said you might get England, didn't it? Like no, if, if Southgate oh, if Southgate leaves, no, you might get England. He won't deserve that. Actually, you know what? But you, but I you say, say that, that, but they put it Southgate. But you say it. that, like you never know, innit? Um, like you I look at him, Lee Carsley's under twenty one manager. Like no one would have thought Lee Carsley was going to win a Euros with, with England under twenty ones. I'd rather give it to him than Eddie Howe. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know about that. I could see him going to somewhere like Crystal Palace because um, Roy ain't going to be there for that long. Yeah. But if you're Eddie Howe, I've just <laughs> dealt with a team where my budget was X, Y, and Z. Do I want to go to Crystal Palace where it's the total opposite? Well, you've been you spent half your life at Bournemouth, so you, yeah, no, you, no. You, so you're like I've had a taste of the good life. Time, then. <laughs> no, I've died at the top table. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go back. No, but, <laughs> no, but it's, it's a serious question. Okay, so look at Graham Potter now. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, and again, we can only infer, we've not not heard from him. But I, would, I could only imagine that he went from he did. We all mm. know Graham Potter's trajectory, right? So he does Brighton and he gets to Chelsea and maybe it was too mm. big a stuff for him at the time. But now, there's only so far down, he, back down he's going to go, bro. Yeah. He's sort well, of turning his nose up at some takes, jobs, right? yeah. So yeah. if he takes and too long... And I suppose that Chelsea money still coming in so it's, you're not in a <laughs> yeah. hurry when, you're, when you've Potter, got that Chelsea money still like, coming in. Potter would be mm. around the Crystal Palace kind of... Yeah, like, I know, I know, he's saying, <laughs> I know you're saying, right, I've been at the top table and I've got a taste for it, but I think both are quite... Circumstantial, in it like Todd Bowley just came in and done a madness at Chelsea. Bit early for him, I think. And then Eddie Howe, he was brought into Newcastle just to kind of steady the ship, not mm. kind of 
elevate them to a certain level. So I just think they they should know that they're at the minute mm. their levels are mid table Premier League. Well, Palace is not mid table. They they could be like if I'm Graham Potter. How long has he been out? When did he get fired last year? 2022. Who's like? Then you got like the West Ham's, the what Aston Villas. Well, they're they're kind of like in the big eight ish, isn't it? So it's like what he's not getting those jobs. Yeah, he's getting the the Crystal Palace. So he's getting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's getting those jobs. I'm saying if I'm him right now, I'm not taking them. And and the reason why, what job are you taking then? Because you ain't getting nothing else. No, but that's what I'm saying. So I don't think he should be. Let's separate availability from the club. Yeah. If but this is just me personally. If I'm Greg Potter. The jobs I'm taking, Newcastle, yeah, mm-hmm. West Ham, yeah, uh, Villa. Let's not talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Um, Tottenham, Tottenham. Mm. Maybe. Oh, I'm gonna kill myself for this one. I think maybe Fulham. Fulham. Wait, man. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> you know the only reason I said those clubs because you can go there mm. and you will have something to work with in terms of funds. We know, I don't care how good a coach, even Emery, who's a coach, coach of coach, they had to spend money to get him certain players so he could he could do what he's doing, right? He didn't go crazy, don't get me wrong, but you're spending more at those clubs than you're spending at Crystal Palace, but I did, promise you. But I'm comparing him to the job he done at Brighton. He didn't have funds at Brighton. Why could he not go to any of yeah. these clubs and do this, yeah. the only jobs you've done at Brighton. You weren't spending yeah. big money I'm, at I'm Brighton. Guys, I'm saying... That yeah. was me paying my dues, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm you saying... Very important now. You go to Wolves or you go to Palace now. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he yeah. got to be looking at Wolves, Bournemouth, oh, Fulham, yeah. Palace, oh. Forest, Brentford. Yeah. No. Like, if I don't they, get a call... Those five teams. No, like, yeah. Yeah. I if totally I don't agree a, with Keith. If I don't get a call in the summer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for that type of club, I don't get me wrong, Tottenham job is not getting. Obviously, Angie's not going anywhere for now, it looks like. Emery's not going anywhere unless he gets poached by by a big team, you know, yeah. Spain, Italy or something, right? Um, West Ham, David Moyes, maybe, maybe Newcastle this... could probably come up, but no, he, but if you're Newcastle, you're not going to get the job. Yeah, that's what I'm no. saying. He ain't yeah. getting these jobs. They're going to go and rip, mm. you know, rip someone out of Italy or yeah. or, or yeah. somewhere. Um, so if you don't call me by the time like preseason and that starts, then the first managerial sacking next season, yeah, 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 like you know, if if Roy leaves and they re- don't get me wrong, as a football fan, I would love someone like Potter to go to Palace, mm. make them play a certain type of football, etc. Even though defensively Potter's, you know, tactics aren't the best, but it would be a little bit, it would be, it would be good for Palace to have someone who's going to be there and, like and do that somewhere like yeah. I'm just I looking at, well at I'm looking at mm. from Potter's point of view and his career trajectory. I don't think he may, he makes that move until he has to. You 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 got to try. I've been yeah, at Chelsea. Yeah. You got to try. Think maybe if his stint at Chelsea was longer yeah. and you had more to go on what he done at Chelsea, mm-hmm. I could be like, all right, maybe he can open the menu and look at the fancy <laughs> side 
Where now, I think you just got to look at the no, advertisers. So what, so what you're like, saying is that you still see him as a Brighton manager, basically. That's what you're saying. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they do nothing at Chelsea. Yeah. He hasn't done nothing to elevate himself above Brighton. No, you make a good point. You make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it from... Yeah. And we're not saying you're a bad manager. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm saying yeah. you've gone to the yeah. big time. Yeah, now. I understand. Yeah. yeah mm. That's mad. So, you... <laughs> so then, so, if end of the season, Eddie Howe gets moved on, the two probably big names when S gets fired is Howe and Potter. If you're Eddie Howe, where do you go in the Premier League? West Ham? I think Eddie Howe, West Ham job is not, not too crazy a move, mm. right? Otherwise, for me, you're going back to go forward. Yeah. Eddie Howe. yeah. Even like, whoever takes over West Ham next, <sighs> tough, tough act to follow. Like, I know Moyes isn't flavoured a month most of the times, but one, the, the, what's the, the Conference, Conference League, League last season, they're in and around. What? No, they're six, aren't they? You, they're, you, up you there, said, they're up there. They're, they're up six, there. They're they, they, they top their Europa you, League group. Yeah. Like, if they don't give him a new contract, whoever goes in there is under pressure. He's done a fantastic job, but the thing is, yeah. he's not as under. Wouldn't be as much pressure because a lot of the fans they do want Moyes to be moved on, so they're gonna be behind whoever this new guy is because they want I, that. I don't know if I he finishes. Lot... If he finishes six, and they get maybe a quarterfinal, semi-final, final Europa League. Why would they want him to leave? Yeah, but this is the thing about mm. fans, right? If you come in next season and you start playing Angeball, yeah, mm. they'll love you. At the end of the yeah, season, they'll cuss you if you it. don't do as well. But they'll love you. And and I think West Ham, for as long as, as I can remember, look at Harry. When Harry was there, they didn't pull up any trees, but they played a set type of ball with Joe Cole and all of them yeah, on there. And the fans exactly. loved it. Yeah, the fans loved it. So with the players they've bought, and to be fair to David Moyes, I said last season, I said, look, he's done a great job, mm. but we've got this thing in football, you have to be doing bad before you get moved on. And then Bournemouth did exactly what I said, everyone was cussing. Mm. They're doing better now, way better. They're 12th now, 25 yeah. points. They're what? <laughs> I mean, they're only nine points above the relegation zone, but mm. in that part of the table, nine points is a lot of points, right? So, yeah, if West Ham are thinking, okay, how do we join the arms race or that big race with limited uh, resources, they're going to look at what Aston Villa did, bro. They're mm-hmm. going to look at that and say, can we get someone who's... Uh, Got a pedigree in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, that, just that next level, uh, just that next level above. Yeah. Like, and they can afford to pay well, like the Premier League. Yeah. That's where the money's at, isn't it? Like, yeah. Under no other circumstances would like you find a manager leaving an established European club to go to... Everton. Yeah. Look at Ancelotti. Yeah, Ancelotti. So, you know, I can't name you all the managers in, in like the Italian league, whatever, mm. but, you know, right now, tactically, when you hear of managers trying to do things differently or whatever, a lot of them are in Italy. Um, you got Fonseca, he's, at, he's in Lille in Paris, right? Mm. He's going to, no, Lille in France, sorry, not Paris. He's going to be on Premiership Club's radar. Yeah. I won't be surprised if one of these jobs too. comes up, West Ham or... Newcastle will probably go for a blockbuster man yeah. next, but Fonseca's coming to the Premier League soon. He's going to Italy soon. He's not going to be in France long. He's not going to be in France long. Because I kind of see West Ham on the same sort of level as Aston Villa already. I think no, I in agree. In terms of in terms of stature and squad, yeah. mm. I say maybe Aston Villa's got a couple better players. But mm. if you brought in a striker, and I think West Ham they've got they get sixty thousand. They've got they spend mm. money. They got yeah, money. Exactly. Yeah. They got money, exactly. so they got their potential. Yeah. So and, and, and if yeah. you're Emery, it's gonna take a serious situation for you to leave. Mm. But that's my point. And 
if you look at the football they play, you would argue that t- tactically it's probably a level above consistently. We'll judge at the mm-hmm. end of the season. We're 20 yeah. games in, but, you know, um, the fans think that they could play more attractive football mm. with a different manager. Um, so that could be the argument. But right now, you're right, Keith. David Moyes is saying, well, actually, I tried to do something else. Didn't work. Mm. I was good enough to change back. It's now working. Yeah. Um, he's brought people like Kudus, et cetera, in, yeah. and that's worked. And that whatever happened with him and the director of football, that's been ironed out. So, yeah, that's an interesting mm. one to watch. But, yeah, I, I, I'm always intrigued by this, this, this yeah. the career moves of managers. Because I think it's a little bit different with players. You can maybe drop down, quote unquote. Mm. But the important thing with players, you have to be playing. You got to play, you got to play every week. And yeah. then anything can happen in your football career. Um, but with the manager, one, I always find interesting, like, yeah. whilst you're in that top bit, stay there long <clears throat> enough to your point. I mean, look at, look at Poch. He did well at Tottenham, but as one of my brothers in the football groups, always quick to point out, didn't win anything. Mm. Didn't win anything. He did lots of good things on paper, but he didn't win anything. But he managed to give himself this level of status. Yeah. Because he was at Spurs long enough and did mm. good things regularly enough yeah. to, to have that status. And I think that's probably what Potter yeah. hasn't done yet. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting. All right, cool. Um, moving on now to, to the African Cup of Nations. A um, couple of early games. Ivory Coast beat uh, Guinea-Bissau 2-0. Nigeria frustratingly drew 1-1 <laughs> with Equatorial Guinea. Uh, Victor Simen, the striker that every, every club's fans want for whatever hundreds of millions is going to cost. He didn't get the best account of himself uh, today. Missed a lot of Scored though, did he? He scored, but if you watch the game, bro, the chances he missed. We should be drawing. Nigeria shouldn't be drawing that game. But hey ho. Um other results today. Egypt drew two two in Mozambique. Egypt required a, a 97th minute penalty from uh, from from Salah himself. It's quite annoyed he scored, to be fair. Get home soon, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you, disrespecting competition. No, I'm not disrespecting the competition. Rude, rude. Nothing to do about the competition. Come, no, no, wasn't there. How comes every other single player had he to got, go and he didn't? Bruv. He got special dispensation from the Cameroonian FA. to Basically, play. He's missing game. their game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First. He how, asked, how can they do that? He asked to stay. But ain't he already on slippery slope with them from last time? Oof. I don't know. But and the thing is, like, with international tournaments, you're meant to be released, like... I mean, two, two weeks before. before. I think it's two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah, it's two weeks. Yeah, so... Well, you're meant to be released two weeks before unless your FA agrees. Mm. So apparently, he asked, look, can he stay, play this game? You know, it's important to the team or whatever. They should have lost. Man. And I'm just no, like... No. They shouldn't have done that. I, I agree. But to that, be fair, it might be... that telling the rest of the squad? Oh, he's a bit more important than you. He can come whenever he wants. And it adds to the overall narrative but about yeah. AFCON because that wouldn't happen. That, that would happen if it was yeah. anything else. No, but I don't, no, we don't, see, we don't he's, see South he's American missing, players. He's actually going to miss the first game of the tournament. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I understand if Cameroon's first game was in like two, three days' time. Yeah, I agree. But like, now he's missing their first game. That's madness. And it's mad. Mo Salah's not hanging around. Yeah. Son's not hanging around. Yeah. Everyone else has gone. And not to be dread, bro. Like, you're not exactly lighting up the place. Exactly. So I think, it's, yeah, all yeah, that stuff there, that it, don't, it don't sit well with me. Yeah, that was bad. bad. No, it That's yeah, bad. Yeah, I can't to, believe they But obviously, he's had a conversation with whoever at the Cameroonian FA, yeah. and they've come to an agreement. If, I don't want to be cynical. Might be financial, in it, from Man United to them. 
Oh, what you think? You think they've compensated? Oh, they're they're probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Mm. Who's like, their manager? Is it still Rio Betson? I'm not sure to be honest. Because that's who sent him home last time, isn't it? When, they're, they're, when he didn't want to play his tactics. Yeah. Really? It'll yeah. be um, interesting with Garner and Chris Hutton. Because remember, he, he took over as manager. I'll tell you what, mate. Have you ever After watched Chris Hutton team before? It'll be nothing but interesting. It will not be, it'll be everything but interesting. No, but because he was like, he came in as like a technical director yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. didn't he? And now he's actually leading them. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, I look, I've got a lot of time for Chris Hutton, but he doesn't play my brand of football. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. He wasn't awful at Brian. Because to be fair, even when he got sacked from Brian, people were like, yeah. Nah, it's yeah, the Newcastle one that paid that. He didn't deserve the sack. Nah, yeah. It was the Newcastle one that paid mm. When he got fired in Newcastle, I said, yeah. oh, that's the one that paid me. And that was blatantly, you're not a big enough name. Yeah. That's yeah. the one that paid me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think those are the, yeah, those are the three results so far in Ghana are playing as we record. Uh, and they are losing 1-0. Fantastic. <laughs> too? That's mm. what I like to see to Cape Verde. So, uh, oh, what is going on? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll wait until the end before yeah, I... they got knocked out of group stages last tournament, didn't they? Of course so... they did. Mm. Of course they did, mate. Yeah. Let me even start, yeah. I don't want my... It's my, fr- my friend started. I'll talk for them. What? Are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, both brothers are in the squad. Serious? Come on, bruv. They're not serious people, bruv. Anyway, I, I know, but Jordan, I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to get no? it. Jordan's decent, though. Yeah. But how long can they be your mainstay attackers? That's yeah, my but issue. Who else have you got? You've got to f- blood someone in, man. No. There's a wealth of talent in that nation, yeah, man. You see where Keith don't like someone? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, days. Jordan, I, you're a damn bird. <laughs> if you buck any of them on road, I feel for you, you know? <laughs> nah, man. As I say, I'm, but I'm, man's I'm a judging... regular Prem starter. Like, he's a good player. <laughs> I'm judging you among hey, your peers, mm, innit? I, I, can't, I can't hold a candle to them, man. I say it. Mm. I'm judging you among your peers and your peers only. I tell you what, though. When it comes to stat padding, that is a fantastic stat pad. Mm-hmm. Jordan, now you can say I'm a regular prem starter. Yeah. Bro, look what you're... You know what? Respect to him. He's got yeah, the prem career and... Um, established, yeah. I still think it's nuts, but but hey. But yeah, keep this in it. Every time you listen, he scores, innit? So yeah, he'll, he'll bag a winner later. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly that, exactly that. Right. So let, let's get to a couple of the other talking points. So, Mr. Dini, um, <laughs> <laughs> Troy Dini has been. Um, so he's been doing a bit of content since you know of late since he left what I would call the the higher, uh, you know, end of the professional game, right? And I what I didn't realize is when he was doing all those. Um, Podcasts with Jermaine Defoe and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen them, effectively, Jermaine Defoe and Trading have got a strikers podcast where they talk about the different elements of the position and how they see things in their career. I didn't realize he was still playing. Yeah. Because he was, he was yeah. at Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. So he went down there as a player coach. Like, okay. That's, that's okay, the contract okay. he signed when he went mm. down there. Was he, at, was he at Birmingham at one he point? He was for yeah, a yeah, yeah, last yeah, season. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, so let me rephrase that. I didn't know he was still active like that, like mm. still everyday. Because again, you're sharing certain views and stuff. Mm. But then you're going to work in with certain players. So that in itself can go both ways, right? And anyway, so <laughs> that, you know, stirred mm. some conversation at the time. He made some comments about the difference between him and Harry Kane and, and where he felt uh, he shared strengths. Back yourself, in with, uh, with Harry Kane. <laughs> uh, man, I'm not saying nothing. Really. I'm, it's, you know, Terrell's not here to, to, to share his views on, on, on Mr. Dini and his, and his assessment of himself. But... Um, he is now Forest Gate manager, right? He got made Forest Gate manager on the 20th of December. Um, they haven't won in five uh, and they're yet to win with Dini as, as manager. 
So after two 0 loss to Harrogate, I think the game was yesterday or today. Yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday uh, as in Saturday, the thirteenth of Jam. And uh, there's a particular player he uh, <laughs> whose performance he wasn't happy with. Singled out might be the <laughs> yeah yeah yep yep. Uh, Fankati Darbo, who some of you may remember as the player who missed the uh, penalty kick for Coventry to 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 go up. Um, oh yes. So was that against Luton? Yes, mm. uh, which is relevant uh, because <laughs> the, he, after the two new loss, Trevini's been you know quite open about short play, shortcomings, and he mentioned you know Darbo specifically. So the report says to him, oh, yeah, you said you know Darbo wasn't good enough today, and before the report could finish, <laughs> that's a good question. He said today, and I quote, "He's not been good enough for five, six, seven, eight. Nine weeks now. Why do you think he was he was dropped at the start? I've told him in front of everyone that six months ago he had a kick to go to the Premier League. Now you wouldn't even get a game in the National League. Now this has caused some debate amongst the fads, uh, you know, in the WhatsApp groups and on Twitter, etc. In the last day or so, and it's a regular thing where should managers be calling out players in the media in public? Uh, etc. My my two pairs on this is this year. As the manager, I think it's it's your job to to get the players to perform, right? It's your job to get the players to perform to execute what you want to execute. And if they can't, then they shouldn't make your team, etc. And that comes in many forms. Mm. Right? So whatever you have to say to the player to his face on training, that's fine. Like I'm not saying that he can't say this. Mm. My thing is, I don't think this needs to be said in the media. I don't think that public element of it needs to be said to the player's face. Of course, what, bro, you've been you've been crap for nine weeks. <laughs> I, I I don't think that's light. I don't think that's what he said to Dub. I think he probably said something worse, harsh, yeah. worse than that. And that's fine. He should be able to take it because if he was banging in goals every week or doing what he's supposed to be doing, I'm sure I don't know him, but I'm sure Dini would have been just as complimentary the other way. But when you're <laughs> And I'm not doing it justice by reading it. I promise you. Listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. I think it's excessive. And, I, and I'm not sure it's going to get the desired response from Darbo that he wants. Because again, you're, you're at first game rivers. Like, you, you know, you haven't got a war chest. So, you, you know, and other players are watching that. You, you don't want it to, to backfire. So, Daz, where, where do you stand on this? When I, when I heard about it, I was like, wow. And then I actually went and listened to mm-hmm. it. And the thing is, all right, managers always come out, protect players and stuff like that. And you know that's not what they're re- really feeling or what they're really thinking. So isn't it a bit refreshing that someone has come out and been honest and actually answered the question and displayed exactly how they feel? Maybe this is him being a bit naive. And obviously, he's a, in terms of management, he's very new to the job. Mm. So to him, as he gets more experience in this role, Maybe he will change, but at the moment he's just come out with these raw feelings, and I don't think we should knock him for it. I, I, we can have a laughing joke about, it, but at the end of the day, he's just answered the question truthfully. No, but he he he, he could be criticised though. So to your point, yeah. I think yeah, maybe mm. it's, it's it's early job, early career uh, mistakes. And mm. don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's definitely wrong because these things can go both ways. I just yeah. think it's a it's a risk, and more often than not, from what we hear from footballers themselves, people have been in the game. More often than not, it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Especially unless you're, you're a manager of some stature and 
Even then, that doesn't work. As Ten Hag is finding out now, yeah. he's done it twice and it didn't work, right? So it might be refreshing for us from an entertainment mm. value point of view. I'm just simply looking at how does this actually help with your job on the pitch, all of that stuff, which is why other managers don't mm. do it. Yeah. It's not worth it. And I suppose it's the levels as well. You've got that into consideration is that it's a lower level, like a prem manager coming out and dissing a player like that is making world news. It's at that sort of level, if it wasn't Troy Deeney, would we even know about it? True, but he is Troy Deeney. Yeah, and he, yeah. he needs to be cognizant of that. Yeah, true. Kate, yeah. what's your, what's your Yeah, my, my whole stance is I don't see a major issue with it as long mm. as he had the conversation with the player first. Mm. Like, and he said, he said, I've spoken to him mm. and said X, Y, Z. I said it to him in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and, good. That means all yeah. the players know as so, well. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm a bit like with Daz, man. Like, it's a bit refreshing for to get an honest... And, like, we, we all like that stuff, innit? Mm. Like, we hear it and be like, oh, yeah, it's good. What's that, good? It's good that we kind of get a behind-the-scenes, like, stuff that we don't see normally yeah, in, in the media. It's good entertainment-wise, but what is it? Is it good for... Only time will tell. My, own, mm. my only gripe is that he's kind of done a media tour where he's criticised managers for acting in a certain way. Mm. So based on what he's come out and said in the media And had I wouldn't say he had a lack of respect for certain managers But you, when he's spoken about certain people mm. You can see he, he, hasn't, he doesn't have an affection for them And When he got appointed For a screen manager We were like What, what, what kind of manager is he going to be Based on how he's kind of been on the, on the media circuit yeah. And it seems like he's mm. He kind of hasn't Kind of taken his own Kind of what's the word I'm looking direction. for? Direction, yeah, direction oh, in terms of advice. yeah, in yeah, terms um, of how he's been criticised by certain managers. Mm. He might have gone the other way where he just kind of <laughs> just followed these. So <laughs> this guy might be on a podcast in ten years talking about <laughs> what kind of manager Troy Deeney was. Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe, maybe. I, I just think, uh, and also, yeah, that, look, that's you got a couple of points there. In if it wasn't Troy Deeney, we wouldn't know about mm. it. And also, I think. <laughs> I think he's viewed in a certain way like he's a little bit egotistical or whatever because of all that stuff that happened previously with his podcast and then, mm. you know, the Harry Kane comments went viral, etc. So I think the starting point with Dini that definitely influences how a lot of this comes over. But yeah, you know, at that level, he's going to be a big name. Mm. You know, he's played in the Premiership for, for, you know, he played, what, 150 games in the Premiership or something? Yeah. Yeah, you know. That's that's not to be sniffed yeah. at. But obviously, the owner of Forest Green would have seen something in the coaching side to to give him the appointment. Like, mm. I, it, it might have been a tokenist appointment. Yeah, but he you might not know. be qualified to even judge what's good or not on the coaching side. Mm. Yeah, but like, the Forest Green have come from like non-league mm. to an established league team. I yeah. know they're on the fringe of potentially going back down. Mm. So, I thought you've got to kind of give him a little bit of credit of like, yeah, yeah, no, you know who fair, to fair, fair, appoint. Fair. Yes. So he might have seen something in Dini to be like, he's the guy that could just kind of steady the ship and not get us relegated this year. But yeah, it's been it's not winning game. So are we saying the players are the only people that we're worried about could have a problem with this? As in, if you were Dini's boss, would you have a problem with him coming out and saying this? I, the only reason I would say I didn't think about that is because it, his character is relatively well known. Mm. So none of this surprises me. Yeah, okay. yeah 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm still like, I didn't expect you to go that far, right? So there's probably an element of, 
And if you're his, if you're the chairman, to Keith's point, I've dealt with loads of managers. This is your first managerial job. Managerial job. So I wouldn't be surprised if the chairman's thinking, hmm, do I pick up the phone and be like, listen, that's not how I want things to pattern here. Mm. Or he knows Troy well enough to know that actually even that phone call is going to be Troy Dini to him, what you tell him how to do my job. <laughs> um, and if I'm not ready to now fire another manager less than 30 days after I appointed him, you might let that one play out and maybe hear, hear, hear what the sentiment is from the dressing room and, and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, I think fans are going to love it. I think... Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I, I think fans at that level going to watch their team every week. They're bottom of the league, so the performance has kind mm-hmm. of been great. They they all, you know, I can imagine the LBC and the, the talk sport and all that tomorrow is going to be, oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the players today are too soft and all that rubbish. Despite the fact that no one is saying that he shouldn't say it to the player. No one is saying that. We're mm-hmm. saying, shouldn't be saying that in the media. That's my view anyway, this far. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the manager, I think, I think the chairman, I don't know much about the chairman, but if I was him, I'm just letting, let's, let's just see how they react to it, right? And if you was the player coming in for training tomorrow, would you would you feel like no, I'm out. I don't like this manager. I'm down in tools. Or are you coming in tomorrow thinking I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna I'm gonna try double hard now and I, I'm proving wrong. I don't even think it's a a thing to prove to Dini. I think you've got to prove it to everyone else now because the spotlight's on him, rightly or wrongly. Dini's called him out. If he goes on and doesn't score for like another ten games, everyone can be like, oh yeah, Trey was right. But if he if he turns it around, he can be like, yeah, I was on the verge of going to the Premiership. Like that's the kind of level of player that I that I am. So I think he he might just go in and not just to prove it to Troy, mm. but to everyone else, maybe kind of thing. But that's where for me it can be counterproductive. But well, let me ask you a question first. Firstly, I've called my agent already. <laughs> I've called my agent already because what? Because your reaction is only as good as your options, bro. If your if your agent's like, listen, I'm not gonna lie. The only calls I'm getting is from outside of the league. So mm-hmm. if you want to stay in the league, you better chin it yeah. and yeah. and and hope he gets fired mm-hmm. or, you know, or you lot turn it around or we can set up mm-hmm. a meeting, whatever. Or you go down to the National League, bang up there and come back. But if he says, actually, you know what? We we can talk. You can still stay in the league because it's, it's January, right? Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. So unless he already knows he's going to get someone in to replace this guy or not, I don't know. As far as I understand, you know, they're not Wrexham. They're not flush with, with, with cash. Mm. So, but I know me. Yeah? <laughs> if that's happened, I've called in my agent and then I'm not going to lie, I'm going back to training and I'm keeping it calm. Okay, Because there's only, I think either both of them lose or one of them wins. Both of them yeah. can't win. <clears throat> but they both can win because if he uses that as fuel and motivation and then his form improves, then he's better himself as a player and obviously the Didi's going to be happy because the team's going to be doing better as well. So that's how they both win. I, I, I think if he, if he does start scoring goals and all that, he leaves. Yeah. But he showed he, he's disrespected yeah. me, bro. And but, he showed me the champion. But they still right? what, so. both won then because then he gets a good move goals, and yeah. for a screen stay up. Yeah. I just think that's the most unlikely scenario. Do you think it only goes that? I think goes either, negative, they both lose or yeah. one of them wins. And mm. right now as I'm sitting, I think Troy wins. Because you have a guess another player in, mm. or my man starts playing well, and he says, that was the whole point. We're cool, kind of vibe. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't think Dini gets sacked. The only way he the way he wins wins is Dini gets fired, another manager comes in and he starts playing well. 
But I don't think Dini gets fired. The only thing I had a problem with mm. is that he said the guy is not playing the next game already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one thing I did like yeah, because yeah, he said that. Bit. So what what motivation do I have yeah. to come in and train, train the next two, three yeah. days to the highest level? I know I'm not starting yeah. the next game yeah. no matter what I do. That's the only yeah. thing I didn't like is that he told you already he ain't playing the next game. And listen, mm. we've seen lots of those type of old school hard guy managers. Mm. But even Neil Warnock hasn't come out and done this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People like that, we've not, we've not even had that. Even people like Jose, we've had Jose call out players, but not like this. Mm. Jose's never come out and told us what he's told a player and told us, yeah, I said this to man in the room. They, they, they kind of, they've never done that. To be fair, what he said to, about Luke Shaw wasn't great. Oh, that was awful, yeah. What did he say about Luke Shaw? He's like, I have to... I have oh. to play for him or you. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah. After yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I must say, Jose hasn't called out people before, but I don't know, man. This is different. And again, it's not right, but at the end of the day, one of them is a multi Champions League, multi league winning, multi cup winning manager. The other one has been a manager <laughs> for <laughs> 20 something days. For 24 yeah. days. But am I watching it? Yeah, it'd be so, interesting how this plays out. Yeah. But it was kind of put to him. Should he really be saying this sort of thing? And his his answer was, "Well, they're coming for me, sort of thing." So I'm gonna say whatever even I'm worse. gonna say. Yeah, yeah. who's coming for him? But yeah. I think he's about like the fans and stuff. Yeah, like, people yeah. saying that even he, worse because that's yeah. part, part of he's your job. People yeah. are coming for me, but so. you know he likes yeah. to be the pantomime villain. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he plays mm-hmm. up to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loves it. Which is loves it. I think it's deflection. Though. I think it's deflection because again, it's the same thing I said about Ten Ten Hag. You just lost a game to Arsenal that Sancho wasn't playing in. And you mentioned But you know you know yeah. that's what's gonna cause the headline. So you've mm. done that. I think it's deflection. Because that Darbo guy can't be to blame as to why you've not won any games yeah. since you got there. It could be one of the reasons. Yeah, but not the reason. Mm. You must also be part of the reason as yeah. well. He didn't take any he didn't take any accountability. Then. Yeah, that's true. He didn't come out and say, I need, was, I need to be better, I need to do things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He even said mm. he said <laughs> he said in another interview, he said, uh, you know, I want to say sorry to the fan base. But I'm not really a sorry type of guy. <laughs> I'm a find a solution type yeah. of guy. So in one breath you said so, and the next breath you said, I don't, really, away. Yeah. I don't really mean it. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see Trudini's managerial <sighs> career unfold. Um, and then to the, sort of the other story that's been doing around, Jaden Sancho, uh, loaned to Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> and what I find interesting about this year, and I might be reading too much into this, is the way Dortmund have documented his return, right? They've documented his return very much in a, look how happy he is to be here. You know, he's coming straight back in. Where do you want to sit in a dressing room? You know, all of this. Gave him the number 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying they're doing that to spite my United. I think they're doing it to kind of show that we're not crazy for doing this deal. Like, yeah. we know what we're doing. He, he actually loves this environment. He'll perform here. Yeah. But I just thought is we've had months of silence. Ten Hag don't want to speak about him. The club, we've read, you know, how the club mm. have been treating him like rubbish, basically, making him train with the kids and all that stuff. And then he gets to this loan, you know, he gets given an important shirt number. The team welcoming back with open arms. This is the guy that we were reading quotes about how mm. Dortmund said he's had disciplinary problems or whatever. Okay, well, if they had, why do they want him back? And two, why do the players, you know, have such great affection? You, you can't fake that stuff, mm. right? Marco Royce is... <laughs> You know, one of their legendary players is going to go down as a Dortmund yeah. legend. Practically ran up to him in the changing yeah. room when he came uh, in. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you don't fake that stuff. So yeah. I don't know, but it might it might be a little bit of spin, just because that stuff like, you can't fake though. Players, no, 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 mm. not that. Yeah. But like, 
the Dortmund owner, chairman or whatever, came out and was like, we've never had any disciplinary issues with Jaden, mm. so we're not sure where that came from. Oh, did he? Yeah, Ralph Ranick came out and was like, I really don't understand where this narrative is coming from. When I was there, he was fine. There was no issues. Even the, yeah, sorry, that was someone else. Go on, go on. Um, and obviously, you get all the media videos that have gone out. I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like mm. I'm, I, I, I stand with Jaden. Oh, whole so you situation. think that they're just reinforcing that he was never had a problem here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah, so you're thinking yeah, yeah. Ten Hag is yeah, sort of, like yeah. they've, they've tried to paint a picture yeah. of mm. of Jaden that we know is not true, and whatever's gone on. It's not because solely because of Jaden. And it's a slight mastership, right? Because I want you to perform the best you can when you come and learn yeah, to me, yeah. innit? Mm. So <laughs> yeah. I want you to like nice, feel loved, all of that. So I think, and we know the world that these guys live in now. So yeah, that that's that that makes a point. And then uh he comes on and he grabs an assist. Now, don't get me wrong, it wasn't the most difficult assist. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think all of us yeah. in this. Had a little bit of room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not going to diminish him. He, he made the round, the ball out to him was nice. He did, he did all the things we know he can yeah. do. Um, but facts are the facts. And he's already got you know, more DNA than any this season. So <laughs> the narratives were narrative. What, 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 what do you think? What do you think, Does? Yeah, I think it's a good move for him. Like, I think a lot of the stuff that went on at United was probably. They probably overhyped it. They mm. probably, especially Ten Hag, he come out and said, "I just think he just didn't fancy him. I think it was just personality clash, yeah. and he just didn't want didn't want to know him anymore." So, I'm glad he's got his move. He needed it, yeah. Um, so hopefully he can push on from here. Um, I don't see him going back to Man United while Ten Hag's there. So no, I agree. He needs to get he needs to get a move and put himself in the shop right. window, or just all out. Wait till the end of the season, and he might might come back to a new manager. So, I agree. And Man United, so. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and do you think people are reaching a bit when it comes to the whole, uh, you know, look look at how other players have reacted to his get him getting his move. Look at how Dortmund have received him, etc. Lots of people are saying this has given us a little bit of indication where actually Man United may not have played this as well as they should have, right? Mm. Or do you just think actually? Pros are going to support each other. Yeah. Like just brethren, yeah. for their friends. Yeah. Yeah, brethren. Like, I think the only thing you've got to kind of be mindful of is people saying, like, he's back at his level, in it, mm. And I, I don't buy into that. Like, no, no, you've no. Seen I, I don't at, think he buys into that himself. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen at international level, like, he can he can cope with, like, or stand with, like, the top players. Um, yeah, like, either he might, he might go back to Dortmund and he might have a fruitful career there. He might come back to Man United under another manager, have a career there, or find another club. But I think, yeah, I think this has worked out best for all parties. I don't think this has worked out good for Man United. No, just in terms of him not being there. So, like, they can't be beaten with you're you're leaving to rock kind of thing. Yeah. I would say it's more on level, though. I would say it's more on level. You think? Yeah, I would say. (laughs) I don't... I I I would say. I've never seen him do anything at the top level. No, I... No, well, I he think did it in the Champions see, League, bro. Yeah, Sorry, he did it in the Champions League. Champions League. You see him play what, well for, for Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but who can you do it for? You've got to do it for someone, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's, I didn't see him do nothing at Maynard or England. I've seen ah, he, played, he played well for England. England. No, he's played all right for England. And lost his place. Lost his place in to who? To everyone. Saka and Grealish. Yes, you name him. Sterling. Oh, to Saka and Grealish. Like. 
Yeah, but that's like... That doesn't think he's not top level, yeah. though. But I think if you go back to... Which means he's not as good as them. I am. And they're top level. It's not binaries. Like, yeah. you can still be top level, just not as good as someone else. Okay, yeah, I get what you mean. I think he moved to Man United at the wrong time. Like, the summer he went to Man United, they paid 70-odd million for him. And they didn't need him at that time that they signed him. They should have... Huh? No, they needed the right side. No, they they did. Did. I, don't, I don't think they did. They did. They should have addressed their centre midfield issue before. And I think he should have come a season after when they had I, that midfield. I, 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 think just, out. I just think he moved at the wrong time. I think he just went into a wrong situation. That's yeah. me. But yeah. I think if he goes anywhere else, if he goes Liverpool, Arsenal, I think Arsenal would have had different problems. But from that side mm. of the structure and the manager, I just think he went to the wrong situation. And then Ten Hag has got this whole disciplinarian mm. thing which worked for him at Ajax. Again, no disrespect to those players, but all of those players, young, early on in their career, etc. Mm. You come to Man United, it's different. You know, players are a little bit further on. You're relatively, not no one to them, but, you know, you've come from Eredivisie. Divisie. Yeah, you worked for Pep and all that, but, you know, we've got players here who have played <laughs> games and done things. You've not even mm. done your manager career. And I think he hasn't adapted to that well. We saw that with Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Um, and I think two things can be true. I'm not saying Sancho didn't have disciplinary issues, but I just don't think Ten Hag dealt with that in the best way um, that helped him with the club because then the problem is now the people you were picking ahead of him, because Sancho's frustration was, yeah, I haven't been great, but other people haven't been great, but yeah. they're still getting more chances. And I'm not getting chances. So the people you're giving more chances to, they're not repaying back those chances. Yeah. <laughs> they're not and they're, um, and they're getting those chances because you worked with them before yeah, and exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly and then you're doing hardball with me and then other people are have off the field problems that are way more serious than mine I'm late mm. to training than that man them have got criminal <laughs> situations going on they're still playing so yeah I, I think Ten Hag is showing his inexperience and if you remember early days of our even before the pod mm. I used to talk about that like, look yeah. I'm not saying that he should know better I'm just calling as it is there's certain things he's doing where his inexperience is showing, but it's fine. He's one or two years into his manager thing, but don't ignore it just because you like the guy. That's all I'm saying. Just call it out. And I think this is one of those in Ted Hag. I think this is the biggest job he's ever had. To go from Ajax to Man United is a massive job. Yeah. Absolutely huge. massive job. But people just don't want to talk about it or call it out. It's all. It's always one or the other these days. It's never. It can never be a combination of things. It's, it's, it's madness, but yeah, hopefully he, he lights up there. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't want Ten Hag to leave. I want the full of my United to continue exponentially. Um, but it's not going to happen. Ratcliffe is here. I've put a lot of money into the club. I'm going to want to make my stamp. And I don't think Ten Hag has done enough to make Ratcliffe think that you're the guy to help my investment or now I'm in control to take the club forward. I think he'll last at the end of the season. But unless he does a madness, goes 10 game winning streak or something, I don't think Ten Hag is here next season. Me personally. Yeah. But you got to think now, then that's restarting the whole project again. So you I've spent, how much money have you spent on Ten Hag's players? Now you're going to have to get all of them out by a whole new set no, of players. How many times did Liverpool restart, bro? Like, it's got to be done, man. Yeah, like, do it, bro. You gotta, that's not a reason like, to like John, start. Like John said, not, no, no one manager, it's, it's very rare that mm. one manager, like Ferguson was mm. an anomaly, in it? Like, mm. that will never happen again. Ferguson and Wenger. Yeah. Yeah, like, that, re- that rarely happens. You've got to, oh, you've you've got got to go through the pain. Klopp and Guardiola, of, of, they've been on for nearly 10 years now. No, but, to be fair. but Klopp was, what, was your... Was your so, between <laughs> Rafa and Klopp, how many managers? Oh, wait, wait too, like, 
Roy Evans, Graham Sunas, Kenny Dalgleish came back. That's what I'm saying. Alpha Benitez, <laughs> Roy Hodgson. No, he said from Rafa. Was from Rafa. Was about two. No, but. The, the, project, Rafford, the project was from before. After Rafa, Rafa. Rafa to Klopp is about two managers. No, but the project was from before. Rafa. I think it's only Roy Hudson. I'm talking about going back to the 90s. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers, anyone else? Roger, uh, Klopp came out the road. But I'm going back further. Yeah, yeah. That's it. No, yeah, no, three managers. Yeah, that's my point. No, but... No, but the third manager, you can't no, the third manager. No, you're not counting Rafa. Because Rafa was successful, weren't Yeah, Rafa won something. Yeah, but no, no, no. Rafa won something. But it was successful. No, no, no. I'm saying Rafa was successful, but Rafa never took us to a place where we where we are now, where we're ch- where we're constantly challenging for the Premier League. Yeah, like it's take it took thirty years for for Klopp to come in and it, to to get yeah, right. But this ain't Liverpool ain't really this this is this is what he done was good, Rafa. That's got to be seen as a success. I, yeah, I but so. but what I'm saying, he didn't. Elevate us to where we are now. Like I, I, I didn't go yeah, into every season. I, 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 I didn't go into every season. Now, thinking, but you're right, still, we could potentially but you're win still the league. Successful though, he wasn't saying Rafa. Oh, this is no, unsuccessful. no, Rafa. No, Rafa. Rafa's a legend in my eyes mm. and whatnot. But mm. like to, to John's point, you can't to get to get back to where Man United need to be. If you've got to strip it back and start again with a new manager who can be like, right, next year I'm going to get you back into top four. The following year I'm going to challenge for the title. Mm. That third year I'm going to like either win it or be close second kind of thing. Like it's got to happen. How much man. times have they done it? Five times since Fergie. Well, yeah, but, but how many managers did I get? How many managers did I get? Isn't, isn't Ten Hag meant to be that man to do this? Yeah, well, but he's, he's not. not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> we're saying he's not. Why? Why is he not? Because he showed it this season. Like well, he, right. he's not the guy. So I'm gonna tell you how many games they've lost. <laughs> they were below Chelsea before they played oh. today, bro. <laughs> Twenty-one games. So and last, Chelsea are dead. Yeah, the season last season. Yeah, yeah, but again, first fact, season he's won again. a trophy and he's got them in Champions League. Yeah, yeah. So he said that's good. So he's had a bad one this year. No matter what happens, from yeah, he's probably going to be a bad and one. And off the pitch stuff as well. Okay, but, so we're taking, we're taking. Yeah, uh, you're taking. And like I said, Klopp had a really bad season last year. Mm. I would always have. I always had faith he would turn us around. I'm not looking at Ten Hag and being. But he hasn't got that money in the bank that Klopp's got. That's why. No, but he could him. have. And, and and also, what makes it worse for Ten Hag is. It's not like other people are buying your players. He's been able to bring in these players. So he's got 500 million mm. worth of transfers as well. When you look at that overall package, and then you've got to take the human element into that. Okay, that was before yeah. me. I'm here now. I've spent my big, you know, that's a big investment, 1.5 billion, whatever mm. it is. I'm just looking at it now today going forward. Are you the guy that's going to take us forward? And based on the evidence I've got since you got here, I'm, at the end of the season, it'll be two yeah. full seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but two full seasons. I'm not sure they're going to sit down and say, let's cut our losses now mm. and go and get someone else. Because if you compare that to someone like Arteta, mm. after two years of Arteta, you could have maybe looked at it and thought, mm, this maybe that ain't the guy. Bro, most other people lose their job. I've said yeah. it before, there's mm. two times where most other managers lose their job yeah. when Arteta agree, yeah. would have yeah. done. Mm. But, but you the, saw the signs, didn't it? Like, I, no, I wasn't going to say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know you weren't because yeah. you, you've been yeah. a, a critic, mm. rightly, rightly so, but there were signs, like even with Klopp, that even though his his first full season he got us back into the Champions League. No, but you got to the five finals, bro. That's a big sign. <laughs> no, no, but Klopp no. didn't start off fantastically. Yeah, he, like, he took a he took, he, a he took bit, us yeah. to, but mm. like you could see the style of football change from yeah, Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like mm. I saying, you see that you saw the signs of Arteta. Like if he had the pieces, mm. it could it could work. Which show Are we saying Ten Hag? You can't see anything. Then is that so, what we're saying? We if they didn't change, if they didn't change ownership, yeah. Mm. 
and he kind of improved things a little bit towards the end of the season mm. and maybe got sixth or something, I could see how maybe they would say, okay, you know what? No more transfer decisions for you. Mm. Here's a director of football and he maybe gets like the first half of this season to fix it. But I just think with the new owners, mm. you know, it's just human, like just to just normal human, yeah. na- human nature. We've come in, we've made a massive investment. We need to make our stamp. We don't have time to waste. Da, 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 da. I just wouldn't be surprised unless he absolutely pulls up trees, you know, for the remaining 17 games of the season. If things go how they've been going, I would be surprised if they come to the season and said, thanks, but we're going to move in a different direction. And then, like, what's his style of play? Like, what 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 kind of football does he yeah. play? I suppose, do you know what? I think the recruitment is probably the biggest failure on his part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like, the, the football hasn't been that bad to get the sack. But I think it's more the recruitment. Yeah. On the football, if you last season's a good season, this season's a bad season. Mm. So I would say give him a third one, see mm. how he gets on. This season, a lot of his players have been injured. He ain't really had his team out mm. there. So and, and, and also, mm. you know, it's not just on Ten Hag, don't get me wrong, but he did have that control of it. And then you got to look at the other side of it where, again, I'm not taking on this this club. Your bad decisions have lumbered me with players on X amount of time of contracts, mm. X amount of money, da 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 blah 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 blah. So sometimes it's not the best thing to do, but the easiest thing to do might be to just get a clean slate end of the season. And like I say, get someone who was probably the, the step up they need to make because they're not going to get a blockbuster manager, right? They've tried that. Uh, and I don't know if any of the blockbuster managers right now was good to me. You're not going to get another project manager. Another Ten Hag, basically. Just got him. No, but I think, I think a Ten Hag who's a bit further on in his career, right? So... Could you give me a, a name, an example? Just I'm trying to think of... Uh, who? What's the name of the Inter manager? Inzaghi. Yeah, Simone Inzaghi. Simone Inzaghi. So I'm not saying mm. they'll get him, but he's mm. someone that is a young manager. Mm. But you know, he's not won the Champions League, but he's shown signs. I've got to the Champions League final. He's won the league. No, no, sorry, won the league with Inter, didn't he? But he's yeah. he's, he's been perennially cha- challenging mm. for the league. Had you know those kind of guys is where you'd mm. argue if we if we put a career table up. Mm. They're doing it at a slightly higher level than Uri Divise, etc. There's probably, yeah. if you speak to those in the game, director footballs in the game, if you spoke to Eddie tomorrow and said, here's a list of managers, where would you but categorize that, them? That's similar CB to Ten Hag, though. Won the, won the Dutch league, got to the semi-final of the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, no, no, but doing it in the Dutch league and doing it in the Serie A is two different things. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So, so that step of going from the Dutch league or the Portuguese league, mm. then going somewhere, then going to a, a club especially when they're failing and you're the one that's yeah. got to turn the ship around and all of that stuff. But even that though, even going from Inter Milan to Manchester United, even that's a big leap. Exactly. Like, yeah, so exactly. Just, yeah. And that's still a smaller leap than Ajax to Man United. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So don't get me wrong, mm. I've not heard anything about Izzami leaving, but I'm just saying that's the kind of manager. Yeah. So I said for, I said Fonseca at Lille, yeah? Even if he doesn't win the league, whatever. If he has a storming season these days, oh, Fonseca, no, bro. He should leave there and come here to Brighton or something first. Yeah, just do that. Wouldn't you take anyone anyone from the Premier League? Well, what, from about, yeah, what about like a Deserby or someone like that? Uh, the Deserby might. Well, my initial reaction is yes, but I still think it's massive, man. I'm like we saw it, yeah. par, bro. Mm. I still think it's massive. Yeah. It's like for however bad Man United will be, it's Man United. It's, yeah, it's Man United. So mm. it's, you can they could be near the relegation zone. Whoever gets appointed, the pressure's on them to, yeah, to do something yeah, in it. Like it's, it's so a bit of a poison chalice job in it. So it's different. And and so I don't know who, but as I always said, there's always managers, there's always players, right? 
there are people I can't name that are doing good things. I can't even tell you who the top four, top five in the Italian league are right right now. Off the, I looked at yesterday, but off the top of my brain. So they've got managers in mind. They've got people that they want to talk to. You know, Xavi has worked for a, a really tough situation at Barca. I, I don't think he goes to manage anyone. So I think they bury him under that bloody stadium. But, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's managers yeah, about. So I, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. At the end of the season, they, they package up everything and say, you know what, bro, thanks. But <clears throat> yeah. due to your performance on the pitch, your decisions you made, mm. man management, da-da-da-da-da, thanks, but we're good. Yeah, I yeah. think if um, Alonso stops, not Dortmund, Bayern winning the league, a lot of clubs will be clamouring. I agree. But him. I would even say that's too early. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Tenard gets one more season. I think as it stands maybe. at the moment, yeah. I think it gets one more. I, I think maybe absolutely but it'd be interesting. nothing to do that. It would be interesting to see. I mean, they might see it as like, okay, mm-hmm. if we take away the, you're a good coach, if we take away the player buying bit from you, and just yeah. coach, and you just coach and we give you some players, that's fine, def- but, but that doesn't mitigate the other problems that they had. That's the yeah. first style of play. Off field. Style of yeah. play. You, you couldn't instead of style of play with the players you bought. <laughs> number yeah. one. Number two, the man management stuff. That doesn't change that. Again, you had man... So, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah we'll see. I'll, I, I'd be surprised, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll, we will see. Uh, so, yeah. All the best to to, to Jaden Sancho at, at Dortmund, man. Light up. Anyway, um, there was a bit of a... Bit of a situation down at uh, the Majestic Stadium. Is it still called that? Or is it called the Select Car Leasing Stadium or something? Like? I'm not too sure to be honest. Uh, so, so let's just say Reading FC. Um, <laughs> yeah. they, there was a there was an on pitch protest against the owners. Yeah. So just to touch on this, and it's just about how clubs are perceived um, and kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Not vetted. Mm. Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, um, the Reading supporters have been kind of hardened um be trying to get the the owner out so um Dai Young um has been the owner for Reading for quite some time now um since he's been owner they've gone from the championship down to now league 1 over the last 3 seasons they've had point deductions over each of the 3 seasons we can see them getting relegated to league 1 and they're now in the relegation zone of league 1 um wow is they, it like Leeds all over again type vibes? Uh, to be fair, it's more akin to kind of Berry, who kind of went out of, oh, of yeah. business. Um, so the last couple of months, they haven't been able to pay their players. They've had to get in loans from their shirt sponsor, which is um, Select Car Leasing. And the conversation is, if you can see that an owner is not fit for purpose, how does the FA, the um, the league... How do they manage that situation? And I'm going to mention kind of Chelsea um, in terms of when there were sanctions against their owners, they were forced out quite quickly. The whole kind of buyer process was kind of done quite quite quickly and forcefully, so, so to speak. We know there's no sanctions against the... I was going to say, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. apples of apples. Yeah, there's one. no sanctions my, against my... The, the Reading owner. But if the powers that be can see that a club is being run really badly to oh. the fact that they can't buy their players, what should be done? Because obviously you don't want things like Berry to happen again. Well, is it a case of you just let clubs just go out of liquidation and that's it? They try and start again like... Like any other like company in the world. Well, yeah, if, 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 if the company be running bad, it's been running bad. What can you do? And the, thing is, the, the thing mm. is, there's a, there's a lot of emotions and sentiment around yeah, football and some journalists are going to use this to get on their moral high ground tomorrow. Yeah. 
But um, but I think people have to remember they are companies. Once the company's in flow, what what do you want the authority to do? Uh, it, it's not just a football thing at that point. It's just li- yeah, normal limited company yeah. thing. So unless you're breaking the law or you're you know endangering people, etc., I think there's very few situations where an outside body that isn't the government can now just come and take over. And maybe that is some of the stuff that independent regulators should start doing. But um, unfortunately, you can't have it both ways because when JC came in, he ran Reading well to a point and they got into the Premier stuff. Yeah. He didn't mind that then. So yeah. it's a, it's, there's too much nuance to it for to be black and white. But fans, you know, they have, a, they have a right to feel aggrieved that they feel their club disappearing. But to compare it to the Chelsea thing, it's not the same thing. Man. So that was... That was yeah. But I think, I, think, I think it's a bit harsh on fans in general. Like, you spend your life supporting a club, etc., and then a, a bad owner comes in and <laughs> runs it into the ground. Like, uh, the whole emotional uh, aspect. As John says, it works both ways. You could support Chelsea all your, all your life, and then Roman comes in, you're winning Champions League. So it, it works both ways. Yeah, one of those mm. things. So, mm. but yeah, yeah, something to keep an eye on for mm. the Indeed. It'd be a shame if a club does go under, but... All right. Well, as always, as always, please like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.